This is an AMI podcast. You're listening to the Kitchen Confession Podcast with Chef Mary Mamaliti. For the novice, I would say start with royal icing and then work your way up and start experimenting with different things. When Prince Harry and Meghan got married, her signature cake was a lemon cake with an elderflower icing. So I found an elderflower extract and I made lemon cookie with an elderflower royal icing. They were out of this world. And I thought that cake must have been delicious. <laughs> That's Linda Armbruster. She's the ace baker behind Magnolia Artisan Cookie Co. Linda, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thank you, Mary. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so thrilled to be here. Okay, so why don't we just dive in? Let's talk a little bit about how you got started in the kitchen. I have always baked. I, I can't even remember a time I didn't bake. My mother was uh, from Alabama and she loved to cook and bake. So I really started baking with her when I was a little girl. And, um, you know, baking for my family, uh, I guess about 10 years ago when our daughter got married, I decided to make some cookies, like little cookie favors for her wedding and I saw a picture of some beautiful snowflakes on the front of uh, a magazine and I thought well how hard can that be mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. uh, it turned out to be quite a project and uh, I probably threw away a hundred cookies because I needed a hundred and right uh, but it was that was the beginning of it for me and inspired by an, a magazine cover. That's right. Which to me sounds like a Martha or something. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I realized very quickly that I was not a Martha. I don't think any of us are. I mean, every time I've tried her recipes, honestly, they don't come out the same. That's right. As hers. I'm convinced she's like those older Italian ladies that I know my aunts and them that leave out an ingredient so you don't get the full recipe. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think what I... What I have learned since, you know, doing thousands of cookies is that the little recipe in the magazine could not cover everything that you need to know. It just, you know, it's just the basic recipe, but there, it's just like painting. You can give someone um, a paintbrush and paints, but there's so much more to it than just that. It's a blueprint. It's That's a blueprint, right. and then it's up to you to fill that in with whatever you need to do. That's it. <laughs> so would that be the very first recipe that you can remember making? Those were the first sugar cookies that I made and decorated, yes. And I learned about the consistency of the icing. I learned about butter. I learned about, uh, you know, putting the dough in the refrigerator before you cut it. I mean, there's just so many things that I learned. And there was really, at that time, there wasn't a lot of, you know, video uh, tutorials. There was one woman who was, uh, I saw from Montreal, uh, Marlon from Montreal Confections, and she had a few videos. So I, f- I followed her and I learned really uh, a lot of the skills from her. 
Well, really, I mean, I agree because the how-to videos and the DIY videos and that, they weren't really front and center when, you know, a few mm. years back. Yes. And uh, we relied a lot on cookbooks. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, mm-hmm. standing beside someone and learning from them. That's right. So if you were lucky enough to, to be able to, to learn from someone and then just pass on that information. Mm-hmm. And I, I have given classes and I, I love teaching people. And, and I think that if, if you can have somebody that will kind of stand there with you and help you through it and show you the process and show you how the icing looks when it's flood consistency or when you have to thicken it up to make roses or, um, you know, little decorations for the cookies. It, it really helps to have someone beside you. It does. And that's, I mean, that's about the whole experience of it. Um, right. You know, food brings people together. Oh, it does. No, one, you know, yeah. no one's, you know, angry or miserable, miserable around cookies or icing. Well, I think for, for me, I noticed that, you know, over the years there have, I look back at the pictures and I remember when people would come and pick up their cookies and sometimes people would cry, you know, they'd be so excited uh, to pick up their cookies. And sometimes, you know, they wonder, how did I know that maybe this little detail needed to be added in. And uh, so I just, I do my little happy dance when people leave because it really gives me so much joy to be a part of that day or that celebration mm-hmm. or the occasion. It it just makes it all worthwhile. All the hours of bending over <laughs> these cookies. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's a pleasure and it's a real joy for me. We're actually going to go into a couple of games. Are you up for it? Okay. Okay. So we play a little game called this or that. The choice is yours. You can get with this or you can get with that. Phone call or text? Text. Are you the life of the party or you choose to mingle and blend in? Life of the party. <laughs> nice car or nice home? Uh, nice home. Work hard or play hard? Work hard. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Toilet paper over or under? over yes yes okay i can clap on that one um (laughs) linda tell me a bit about your experience with magnolia and what is magnolia well i started magnolia artisan cookie co about six years ago but i started out making decorated sugar cookies and then a friend asked if i would do uh, her wedding daughter her daughter was getting married and if i would do her wedding cake and I thought, oh, maybe I'll just try and, you know, see if I can make uh, a company out of this, make a little, have a little business on my own. I would say for the last seven years, I have baked and made cookies mostly for my friends. It's only been in the last year that I was actually baking and making cakes and all sorts of things for people that i didn't know beforehand. So it was more of friends of friends of friends. It's it's just kind of blossomed into this little baking business. So for the novice baker, how would you help them understand the difference between regular icing? So if someone just kind of whips up uh, some icing sugar and a little bit of milk, mm-hmm. and then to royal icing. Well, royal icing has, you can buy pasteurized egg whites or you can buy meringue powder. Uh, Royal icing has meringue powder. And I always add a little bit of corn syrup to my 
royal icing. In the last year, I've been uh, making a royal icing and glaze combination. So you make a glaze, which has a little bit of cream of tartar, uh, icing sugar or powdered sugar, water, uh, your extract, and then you make a royal icing that has the meringue powder, water, icing sugar, and your extract, and then combine the two. Mm-hmm. So you're combining royal icing with a glaze. And I find that that works so well. It is a beautiful icing. It, it has what we call a soft bite. So it's not as hard as a regular royal icing. Mm-hmm. It's crusted on the outside, but then it's a softer on the inside. And it is, it's really nice for you know, uh, special cookies, mm-hmm, you know, that mm-hmm. Royal icing that you get at, at Christmas time, yes. which becomes hard, like a cement. Yeah. And you can break a tooth on that. That you can. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but this, uh, Royal icing with the glaze, which some people call it Franken frosting, uh, is quite nice. And I, I like the texture of it much better than just a plain Royal icing. So for the novice, I would say start with Royal icing and then work your way up and start experimenting with different, different things, different flavorings, different techniques, go a step further and try uh, different liqueurs. When Prince Harry and Megan got married, her signature cake was a lemon cake with an elderflower icing. And so I found an elderflower extract and I made lemon cookie with an elderflower royal icing. I did it for a young bride. She asked me to make cookies for her wedding favors. So I made that combination and they were out of this world. And uh, I thought that cake must have been delicious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Has there ever been a recipe that has never failed you? Yes, there is one that works for me. And it's a chocolate sugar cookie dough. Mm. It's it's beautiful. It works every time. It, It just tastes like a brownie. It's delicious. And it works every time. My vanilla cookies... There, I would say they come in second. It it just depends on the day. Seems like with you know if it's hot outside, but no matter what time of year it is, my chocolate sugar cookie recipe is is the one I go to. <laughs> mm, you get the nice crisp crunch when you bite it. It's crisp, but on the inside, it's soft. So it's uh, and and with the icing on it, it's just delicious. So that's that's my favorite one with an orange. Um, I put a little bit of orange flavoring or Grand Marnier in my icing. Oh my God. Okay, stop right there because I have to go wipe my face. I'm drooling. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was years ago. I was decorating cookies. My cabinet was open and I saw my Grand Marnier up with all my little dessert uh, wines. And mm-hmm. I thought, I wonder what. Marnier would taste like in royal icing. So I experimented and that opened up a whole new area for me of different tastes, uh, extracts, 
And I, I started with the Grand Marnier and then I went to Chambord, which is a black raspberry. Mm-hmm. And then I tried uh, creme de menthe and that was delicious too. Uh, Kahlua. Mm, these are fantastic. Yeah. And then I would change the cookie. I, I make lemon cookies, orange, lime, chocolate, uh, vanilla. So how do you get your inspiration? Is it just by opening up your cupboard and saying, hey, what do I got? Yeah. What do I, what do I have? What can I put in this? Peach. I mean, there's all peach snaps. Um, I've even tried ice wine on a lemon cookie that was delicious. Ooh, how did that work out? It was yeah. delicious. So I went to the liquor store, the LCBO, mm-hmm. and I talked to uh, the lady. She was in the wines, you know, the expensive wines, mm-hmm. and I told her what I was doing. And I ended up bringing her a box of cookies with different liqueurs. And so years later, I went to a different LCBO and I was looking for an ice wine. And she said, Oh, um, I have a lady that comes in and she actually uses this in her cookies. And I said, well, that's me. (laughs) And she said, oh my gosh, you know, we had this little reunion. And, uh, you know, I I told her, yes, I'm still making cookies and I add liqueurs to my icings. What's nice about the little alcohol, I mean, I'll be honest, it does cook off, but it doesn't cook off completely. Right. So you do get a little bit of that alcohol that wake me up. That wake you know, yes. just It's just a little eye opener. One eye opens wide open. Yes, it does. I'm Mary Mammolini, and you're listening to the Kitchen Confession Podcast. Today, I'm talking with Linda Armbruster, a master with the whisk and a DIY vanilla extract guru. Which one of the recipes took the longest to perfect? I would say my vanilla recipe, uh, the vanilla sugar cookie, took the longest for me to to get because I make my own vanilla, and so I realized that I needed to add a little bit more. I add uh, vanilla bean to my vanilla cookies too, which gives them a really strong vanilla taste. And uh, so I, I would say that's the one that I kept trying to perfect because most people want a vanilla cookie. You make your own homemade vanilla extract. Yes, I do. And it is so easy. Please share. Okay. (laughs) So I buy, uh, it's a 1.75 liter Kraken dark rum. It's, and it has a, a little bit of vanilla in it. So it's a vanilla spiced rum. And I buy a half a pound of vanilla beans. I slice them, not all the way through, just down one side and kind of open them up Mm -hmm, a little mm -hmm. bit. Remove a little, just the top of the rum. I add about 50 to 60 beans, which is usually a half a pound of beans. So it can get costly to make. It is costly to make. Now it is because of the price of vanilla. It has, I think, quadrupled over the last couple of years. Because there is a vanilla shortage, believe it or not. Have you heard about that? Yes, I have. And so the vanilla beans that I have right now are about two years old, and I've put them through the same process probably three times. And I think I'm at the end of my beans. I don't don't think I could do it another, another time. But it will last for years, this vanilla. So you get your rum, you get your vanilla, you've got your container. 
and I slice the beans down one side and I open them up and I, and I put them in to the rum and then close it up and put it on its side. And then I, I just turn it every couple of days for the first maybe two or three weeks. And then I just let it sit for six months to a year. Wow. And now does it have to be in a cool, dry place? Yes. I, I leave it up in my cabinet. For six months? Six months. Really, a year is the best. So if people want to make it for next Christmas to give away or to use, I, I would suggest leaving it for a year. And then that should last you quite some time. Oh, yes. It lasts a long time. And sometimes I even add a little bit more rum to it just to keep it going. And you can reuse these beans after each batch? I think you can use them two or three times. I have, and they work perfectly. The, the, the vanilla has such a sweet, fresh smell. It's not, if, you, if, you could, if you compare it to the vanilla that you buy at the store, even you know not artificial vanilla, the real vanilla, it just smells so good. And there are different beans that you can buy. There are Madagascar I've tried you. My favorite. Yeah, I've tried Ugandan beans. I've tried Ooh. Indonesian beans. And I've even used different mediums. I tried it with cognac and I also tried it with vodka. But my favorite is the Kraken rum. That is definitely, you could even put a little bit in your coffee if you want. Of course. You know, <laughs> of course. Of why course. not? Oh, why not? <laughs> why did you decide to make your own? I noticed that cookiers, some of the, I'm on different Facebook cookie uh, forums and mm -hmm. some women were suggesting that, you know, it was a fun thing to do and the vanilla tasted so good. So I, I thought I would give it a try and I, I, I just love it. I, I, I don't use anything else. So if you had to, de to describe it for, for, for listeners, the difference between in taste between homemade um, vanilla and synthetic because someone will say, well, I could just go buy a bottle of, of vanilla anywhere. There is a difference in taste. I think it just tastes a little more exotic, maybe really true vanilla taste. And with homemade vanilla, there's no sugar added. There's, there's, there are no, there's nothing else but the rum and the vanilla beans. So it's, it's just, I just find it delicious. And, and everyone that has tried it, even when I give my cookie classes, I, I give them a little demonstration of how I make my vanilla because I think it makes all the difference in your baking. Now I ask all my guests the same question and I'm going to ask you, it's that time to share your kitchen confession. Do you have one for me? I do. And one thing I have to confess is I used to compare myself to other cookiers, other bakers. And what I have learned is that I have my own creative skill and talent, and I don't need to compare myself. I just need to do my own thing and feel confident in that. So I would just say to everybody that's either a beginner, a novice, and or um, someone who's been doing this for a long time, I think it's important to just be yourself, 
create, um, you can find inspiration on social media, Pinterest and, you know, different magazines. Wanna, but, but add your own flair to it and be creative and uh, don't compare yourself to other people. If our listeners wanted to reach out for more info from you, how can they find you? Magnolia Artisan Cookie Co. And if they have any questions, they can DM yes. you. They can also message me on Facebook or they can also on Instagram too. Love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. <laughs> thank you, Mary. You make me want to go and bake right now. Oh, oh, thank you. Well, it's been a pleasure to join you. And uh, thank you so much for having me. It's that time. We've reached the end of another show. Be sure to visit kitchenconfession.com for more recipes and foodie finds. I'd like to thank producer and editor Matt Agnew. And I'm Mary Mamaliti. See you at the next episode.